The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert. And my name is Travis Bean. And today, we're going to take care of some business. Some family business. We'd let you know about it. But actually, you know what? You're all family. So (laughs) you get to hear everything that we're going to talk about. If you're a Kanye fan, you are part of a massive family. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Right? Part of the wave. Yeah, usually because we lose so many family members along the way that you really got to cherish the ones that stay there. Oh my goodness. We've seen some good ones come and go on Twitter. (laughs) Some are here, then leave, then come back. It's a really weird uh, relationship we have with a lot of people. Yeah, look at that. (laughs) But you know, that's, that's the power of family. You know, you could always accept people back in. Yeah, and just like, you know, things happen. You need some time. <laughs> but there's but always that related one thing by blood. that unites us. Yeah. Kanye blood. <laughs> oh, things got real creepy there. <laughs> just a little bit. That's just family business, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put some nice tunes over it and put a kid choir underneath, and then it sounds okay. Yeah, then it's just like, oh, what a what an uplifting song. <laughs> Rain, rain, go away. Let's pretend none of this happened and just talk about this song. Oh, man. So family business, which, I mean, I right up front, it's always funny to me that I think most Kanye fans go through this. You have <laughs> a period where you think that this is really about Kanye's family. And you're just like, wow, like, listen to these stories. This is such like a real song. And then... <laughs> you eventually reach a point in your Kanye fandom where it's kind of like Santa Claus where you're just like, Oh wait, what? Most of these stories came from, uh, Terry Torre did not know that. Yeah. It's like the moment you find out violent crimes is not written by Kanye, but was written by some guy named partisan Fontaine. And you're like, what's happening in the world now? Like what's going on? The super personal song is just part of a story on an album. Oh (laughs) yeah. We'll get into a lot of, I mean, we're going to be talking the whole episode about family business, but I think a lot of what we'll be getting into is why it doesn't necessarily matter that it is or isn't Kanye's family. And it's more about what the song, you know, the place the song has on the album and the same goes for violent crimes or any song where Kanye's either borrowing experiences or had lyrics written for him. You know, the song always manages to fit into the story that Kanye's building. Yeah. And we get that from a quote from a complex article that uh, 
Torre said, uh, saying, Kanye was like, I need this to be about real life family. And she recalled that she's the oldest of 48 grandkids on my mom's side. And I'm in the middle of 36 grandkids on my father's side. So when he said, I need material, I was like, I got plenty of material. <laughs> uh, Torre went on to tell Kanye about taking baths with her cousins, sleeping six in a bed, and her auntie, who is known for bad cooking. In fact, at the end, when Kanye says, let's get Stevie out of jail, he's actually referring to Terry's godbrother. Again, I, I understand feeling disappointed that the song that is so affecting and feels so personal isn't directly about Kanye's family, but, you know, based on the story Chris and I have found on the college dropout and, you know, just the, the flow of everything and Kanye's internal journey and how he's affecting the world, family business comes at such a key point in all of this, you know, right at the end, right when Kanye's motivated and found the power within himself to create change, family business, you know, that power that it has doesn't need to just derive from Kanye's personal life like it just needs to derive from the situation where you're affecting the closest the people closest to you in your life so to me that's more of a directorial decision Kanye made that he knew Tori had this really personal affecting story that fit really well in the album so he just took her experiences and applied them to what he was going through you know like any good storyteller would do and biographically for Kanye uh, he was a only child and his parents being separated it didn't seem like his dad's side of the family was necessarily around all that much that was kind of the some of what i got from extended family from raising kanye and even with his family being in chicago kanye still spent a lot of his childhood going between chicago and atlanta spending time with his mom spending time with his dad and then he had time in china with his mom and I don't know if his mom's experience as a college professor is similar to my mom's experience as a college professor, but you're, she was doing a lot of stuff all the time. There wasn't a lot of time for like family things, which meant me as also being an only child was kind of left to my own devices a lot. So while I have uh, a good sized family on both sides, I didn't necessarily, I wouldn't have stories like this that I could fill a song with. No, I, so I, can, I usually sat in the other room and ignored everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it wasn't 48 and 36 like grandkids <laughs> on either side of the family. Like, oh, man, I can't even imagine. Yeah, and I'm no, also in like a I'm also in a weird spot where like all my cousins on like my actual generational level are like 20 years older than me. <laughs> yeah. So they wanted nothing to do with me. They're just like, yeah, go play with your toys. And I'm like, you don't want to play with Power Rangers? <laughs> no, you piece of shit. Yeah, like I have a date here. Like I'm trying I'm trying to like <laughs> I'm trying to do things, you know, man? Like, what do you like, haha, you're a sweet kid. Like, leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I guess this is where we can kind of get into, you know, the story of the album. And I think this is important for really defining the power of family business because the first third of the album is like, you know, it's more of a mission statement. Kanye looks around and he sees that he and everyone around him is in this really bad situation. And there's this hope to do something more to make music that inspires people. 
but that's kind of all it is you know it's just hope it's just dreams for a better life and how you can find the inspiration to build a better life So after you found your inspiration, you've embarked on this journey of building a better life, you know, what happens to you? You know, we have that middle section of the album that's get them high through breathe and breathe out, which highlights the hollow places I think it can lead to. One and two and three and four and get them sit-ups right and tuck your tummy tight and do your crutches like this. Give head, stop, breathe, up, check your weave. Don't drop the burner, disrespect. But then a song like Two Words explores how to utilize your leadership skills and a song like through the wire looks internally and a song like family business looks at the people that directly affect you and are directly affected by you that that's such a subtle but like huge change from the beginning you know that first third where we see Kanye setting up the broader landscape uh, because like even in those first few songs like we don't care you have a bunch of kids you have the woman on all falls down you have glc and consequences part in spaceship you know there are all these personal stories but they don't have the kind of impact or it, they, let's say some, it doesn't seem like they're given the same weight as the time spent with family on family business there's something much more personal and affecting about the way the song is produced and sung to the point where it feels it just feels more important to Kanye's journey than anything else. You know, it really does feel like a cap to this journey Kanye has gone on to find his sound. When there's something going on in the dynamic where you view that Kanye on those first few songs, like We Don't Care and All Falls Down and Spaceship, even Jesus Walks, that are so socially cognizant and looking around at the dynamics of culture and society that it's all these individuals kind of doing their individual thing. And there is a seeming sense that we need to be united or that there's something for us to kind of like group together around, that there's more power in a collective, mm. but that we're existing in this individual way. And even in that middle portion with the music where Kanye's kind of uh, sacrificing <laughs> some of his morals, you could say, to try to make music that appeals to people, a lot of it is trying to connect with people. Like he wants everybody to put their hands in the air. He wants everybody to have this workout plan that gets them successful. He wants everybody to be able to have the music to dance to that they want to dance to. But all those things are kind of failing because they're coming from this superficial place. When we get that school spirit kicking back in, and then he has, as you described, like the leadership skills on two words, where it's like him, most deaf and freeway, all kind of laying out this mission statement for like everybody move like we need to move as a collective we can do this like you know we have this as long as we're like moving together and working together when you get that infusion of Through the Wire, where Kanye kind of has this power within him come alive. I spit it through the wire, man. I, the song that he references at one point is Players Ball, which is an outcast song where it's just about all the players coming to this ball 
and the collective of community and how the community mm. interacts and you can see him almost wanting to take his place at the ball and be accepted which a lot of this album gets into is just his acceptance in the music industry and him being accepted as a rapper and amongst other rappers to have family business then be this cap where everybody's coming together he's parts of the music industry everybody that was so disparate in in their own situations if we don't care and all falls down kind of have this family dynamic now there's a sense of community rather than just people existing separately and to go from that one to the other it just feels like there's something special that's been born out of right. this journey that it's not just his individual family right like kanye's cousins so much as like he's now part of this family that had been outside of before whether that's the music industry whether that's everybody moving together it's kind of getting to this utopian idea of society that contrasts the earlier things that we saw on we don't care and all falls down mm. yeah you know as you're describing kind of the journey of the album it makes me just think of Kanye's whole mantra how you should never be afraid to do more that you know nobody can tell you you can't do this or can't do that you can always do something and that's really the trajectory of most of his albums is you start in this very broad societal place and you work your way towards you know this humbling close situation like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy starts huge you know it starts with like this reading from cinderella and it's uh gorgeous looks at society and same with Isis, you know Kanye's kind of looking at the world and looking at all the people around them and looking to affect change and when, you know, on both of those albums, when he's not getting to the place he needs to, he kind of goes down the spiral and he goes through all these different women and these past relationships and he becomes vulnerable and broken down. Uh, I think you're seeing that on the college dropout. Like, look at the the kids on Family Business Alone. Like, compare him to the kids on We Don't Care, where it's this, you know, it feels broader, right? It's these kids like hoping for change. You know, they said we weren't supposed to make it past 25. And it's this mantra that all kids need to live by. But when you hear the kids choir in family business, it feels so personal. It feels like the kids at Kanye's Thanksgiving dinner have all stood up and decided to sing a song. It, there's something much closer about what's going on there to where, you know, that's what Kanye does. He takes this macro thing, the kids from We Don't Care, and he relates it to the kids from family business. They both coincide of each other they both represent something bigger yet on family business it comes at, in such a different way and has such a different weight because we know this is kanye like in the moment we know this is the moment he has been building to after looking at everybody and all the problems in the world it all comes down to this moment where you're with the people that matter most you know you're with the people you want your music to affect most and that's when you find out like have I made it? Have I achieved what I wanted to achieve? And in college dropout, it, I would say it looks like he did. Definitely did. And that's one of the cool things, like pointing out the use of how children as a choir start the album and then kind of have this conclusive, this is the penultimate song rather than mm -hmm. the, the closing one, but the penultimate typically can be the climax in a lot of ways. But that change in charge from one to the other, that's something that we see all the time in movies that you might have at the beginning everybody 
happy at a family reunion, but at the end of the movie, you have everybody sad at a family reunion. <laughs> or you might start with everybody, or you might start with uh, an Adam Sandler movie with him alone on his couch watching cartoons and being kind of an asshole. And then you might end the movie with him and this kid that he found out is his, and now they're watching cartoons together and he's being a responsible dad. And there's something about that imagery at the beginning that you then are able to bring back at the end to use as a means of showing that change has occurred. And that happens with these kids going about singing from survival to just being able to sing like rain, rain, go away. Everything we're talking about, you know, this journey of the album, I think it kind of all foreshadows his future work. Like 808s through Jesus, it's all this journey towards finding the right woman. And the life of Pablo is a journey about becoming a better husband and a better father to your kids. And part of that journey for him is rejecting the people that put him in a bad place on Real Friends, you know, the people that use him and abuse him. Real Friends, how many of us? How many of us? How many jealous? Real friends, there's not many of us. We smile at each other, but how many honest trust issues? Building this new life, this new family, allows him to reflect on his actual family and the people that weren't there for him. And I think it really highlights a key difference in the storylines between the college dropout and the life of Pablo. Because in the college dropout, you know, you feel that the world's on your side. And then in the life of Pablo, you realize a lot of people art on your side so it's funny that it describes very different situations with your these micro environments around you and the effect family can have on you at different points in your life we like to talk about that ultimate uh kanye west narrative journey and just the fact that each album is loosely inspired loosely but obviously (laughs) sometimes more so inspired by kanye's real life events which means that while the albums may not have been constructed to have this linear flow of a story, because they're based on the linear flow of Kanye's life, you can (laughs) kind of start to piece them together as kind of one ultimate autobiographical fictional experience. And it's just cool that Kanye at times seems to be aware of that, just as you're saying with Real Friends, it resonates so much with the college dropout and family business where you just have that change in charge where family business is so hopeful. And by the time with real friends, Kanye's experience with celebrity and with fame and with ego being this destructive thing as well. So it's both the external factors that inspire other people to start to maybe see green or get envious or start to use you as well as your own ego pushing them away and kind of ruining Hmm. this utopian experience that we see on family business, you end up with something like real friends, which serves as such a contrast between this is what it was like before. And this is what it's like now, but then setting up wolves and his new family, there's something really cool about how he's able to, I just call back to family business Mm. in a future song like that. I mean, building on that, I feel like, the entirety of Ye is a callback to family business and kind of this next step after Real Friends and Wolves, because, you know, all Ye is, is about keeping those people that are really important to you and that aren't abusing you in mind when you're out in the world. 
the entirety of yay actually feels like an expansion of family business because it's about those people in your life that are important, but it's told in a much darker, more realistic, more story-like way where I think family business is meant to carry uh, this hopeful, almost ethereal tone to it. You know, it's it's funny that we say that because it, it's such a simple, humbling song in some ways, but it also kind of soars and is divine in a lot of ways. It's it's meant to be something overtly hopeful, like almost cartoonishly hopeful, because at this point in Connie's journey in the college dropout, that's kind of what he needs. You know, he needs his family's in this terrible situation of family business. And if he's able to rise them out of their shitty situation, it's almost like he can do anything. And I feel like that's the journeys we continue to see on the life of Pablo and Ye. You know, how do you, how does your art lift the spirits of the people closest to you in your life? That's a good question. <laughs> How is uh how is our podcast affecting your family, Chris? <laughs> uh, it bemuses people. Mm. Uh, the main impact would just be you're still doing what? <laughs> uh, I, personally, I've been disinvited from family reunions. So, <laughs> oh, have you? Yeah, I'm not allowed to be there. They're just like, no, no, you uh, you're not at the reunion. You're not sipping wine at the communion, like. <laughs> I got in last year, though, because I, th- I showed up with three buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, that gets you into anywhere. Yeah, especially my family. <laughs> you can go like the town nightclub in Las Vegas and have three buckets, buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken. They'll be like, all right. <laughs> get in, in the here. Bean family, you're, you're seen as a god at that point. <laughs> the chosen one has arrived. <laughs> I won every round of bingo. It was weird. They just loved me that day. Wait, did you call it bingo? <laughs> yeah, that's what we call it at our reunion. <laughs> the bean version of bingo is bingo. We don't actually do that, but I'm going to suggest that to my aunt. Yeah, All, every place on the card is like something that family members do that everybody <laughs> knows that family members do. That'd be good. Travis wears Kanye shirt. Yeah, every family union. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, uh, this song doesn't have much in the way of samples. There's one that's really present during the intro and that comes back uh, during the chorus. And that's, oh my God, how do you even describe it? Funky Thang Diamond <laughs> Rang by the Dells. Funky life, uh, I've been told, all it glitters isn't that gold. No, gold is not reality, mama. Real is what you lays on me. Funky sweaters, funky feet, funky bitter, funky sweet. Hey, funky sweater, a funky feet, funky bitter, and funky sweet. Oh, funky sweater. Which is a one-minute interlude in one of their albums, and you actually—it's hard to find the song. It's not on any streaming platform. Uh, we only found a version on YouTube that's part of the whole album where some kind soul put in the comments 3518 
and just like time stamped it you're welcome and you <laughs> click and it's the start of the sample <laughs> and you're just like wow somebody's really looking out but then that person uh, is a godsend they were amazing they would win bingo i'm pretty sure yeah right after they, they would win after i win of course of course you first uh-huh. and then travis you found uh a version of it on SoundCloud that's just the sample, which is much easier to have to deal with <laughs> yeah. rather than a 58-minute video where you're trying to click around to find this one specific <laughs> part and you don't know when it's starting and when it's ending. But a lot of the sample, and there's no lyrics written down anywhere. So a lot of the sample just seems to be uh, getting into this idea of like all that glitters. I was told that all that's glitters is not gold, like reality uh real is what you lays on me and it just starts getting like this energy building about like funky things and getting into this kind of reality of things versus the the glittering and the gold you know we could speculate i guess all we want on what it means and how it fits into the album and whatever message the delves were preaching but from the way kanye uses it i think it's very specific and really profound how's your son he made the team this year. All, all the I, he said he wasn't tall enough. All, all the glitter is not gold. Yeah, we're gonna cook this up. Gold is not reality. Gold is what you live. That's your new girlfriend. This is family business, and this is for the family. Like you know, when you hear all the things, it bounces from your ears to left to right, and the way the chipmunk version of the song plays, the way Kanye chops up the sample, like sometimes you hear the chipmunk version, and then sometimes you hear is not gold in the guy's actual voice. Like there, there's a striking balance to the way he chops it up and lays it out. And to the point where the song becomes part of the environment, you know, it becomes the aesthetic of this very humbling personal song that again, has a also divine ethereal feel to it. That is, it's a very simple statement to say like all that glitters is not gold, but it's a different, it goes to a different place when Kanye carries it the way he does, the way the way he uses it to elevate the song and give it this, you know, fantasy tone. Uh, like you're trying to inspire all the kids at your family reunion that, you know, all that glitters is not gold. Like you, there's more you can do with your life. You don't have to be consumed by the jewelry and the gold that people talk about in rap music. Like we can do more. And that's been such a major motif on the college dropout that you start we don't care with just like <laughs> survival heading into all falls down that looks at how survival is compromised then by trying to make yourself feel better through these superficial means which comes through consumerism it comes through having things and that idea of having things is reinforced then on new workout plan mm -hmm. where kanye kind of is at his most shallow talking about how like i'm gonna teach you how to get like all these things even though we know from all falls down that like all those things don't actually help you or make you feel better like <laughs> they just help you cover up and hide what's inside and you finally end that section with him talking about bullshit ice rap <laughs> so him having going from bullshit ice rap and how hollow breathe in breathe out feels when he's talking about it to now this point where he's saying all that's glitters is not gold 
just really hammers home what we're hearing on All Falls Down, but also brings in what is important are the people and the family. So it not only restates kind of what the overall purpose and this overall uh, main concern or theme of the album was, but also answers the question of if that's not important, what is? Yeah. And even extending all that glitters is not gold, the line's going to say all gold is not reality. Real is what you lay on me. Just the idea that these things aren't or what's real. Real is what you lay on me. It's what you give me. It's the energy you're giving me. It's, you know, it's all about how you're feeding on the people around you and surrounding yourself with the right kind of people that allow you to become the person you've wanted to be this entire album. Yeah, it seems that human elements is is what's being talked about. Like what you do, that's what's real. Like yeah. and what you're giving me. And the intro just conveys that there's a real human interest. How's your son? He made the team this year. Again, concerned with kids, right? <laughs> Ma, we here, we gonna cook this Sunday, okay? That's a new girlfriend. Which the kind of stuff that you would hear at a family reunion or just like family getting together. But mm-hmm. at the same time, chosen for a reason. It starts yeah. with the kids and then starts getting into more of this family dynamic. Like we're all gonna cook this Sunday new things going on. This is what I care about. This is what (laughs) reality is. Yeah. It has a very conversational tone that I think mimics something Kanye was doing it through the wire because we have both Kanye in the studio making the song. And then, you know, the verses on the song are Kanye telling the story of how he's gotten to this point. There's something really affecting and powerful about telling a story in that way. And I think Kanye's doing it here. You know, he's talking about the family reunion, and he's talking about all the pains people are going through in all these specific situations. But then on the intro, you have Kanye actually talking to people and making connections. And then the outro, you have this little kid <laughs> who's asking all these little kid questions in the middle of this choir singing. Again, I, I just think there's something really powerful about that, about bringing this outsider and insider's perspective. So you have the narrator in the verses kind of telling the story, but then all of a sudden you're kind of part of the story, like you're in it and you're experiencing these specific situations alongside Kanye. It, it gives so much more weight to the broader stuff he's talking about. Hmm. Verse one then? Yeah, let's do it. All right. This is family business, and this is for the family that can't be with us. And this is for my cousin locked down, all the answers in us. This is why I spit it in my song so sweet, like a photo where your granny's pitching at you gone. He starts in a very broad place of just, you know, family that can't be with us, and this is why I spit it so sweet in my songs. But you get the your granny's picture now that you're gone, having introduced the cousin that's locked down. It seems that Kanye has taken us from this third person, this distance, into now being part of the scene again. And that his cousin is off in jail and he's speaking to the cousin now rather than being this narrator that's just telling us the listeners about things. So he remembers just the cousin being gone and how hard that is on Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is traditionally when a lot of families get together they may not see each other through most of the year 
but those two holidays really are when people put in that extra effort to connect and having the cousin not there in jail, he's just letting them know, you know, it was hard for all of us and this can't be right. Yeah, you heard the track I did, This Can't Be Life, which that was a song that Kanye did with Jay-Z. The first song that he did, it was his breakout. This can't be life. This can't be love. This can't be right. It's gotta be more. This can't be us. So just a nice twist on that, like highlighting his success, but contrasting it with this idea that he can't believe that his cousin's actually gone and not here to experience this. Yeah. And this introduces a, it's something that will weave its way in and out of the verse and is obviously really important to the song and the place in, the, in its place on the album, getting at the idea of how your music affects the people closest to you. And here we have this moment, like, yeah, you heard the track I did, man. Like, it really does highlight why Kanye's in music. He's not just here to make a sick track and make money. He's here to make music that matters to people. Like the fact that he made the song, he's like, look what I did. Like I did this. I've made it like we can do it. We can get to this place. Which recalls like two words, right? Like everybody move, like we can make a change. Mm -hmm. Like we can do this. It's not just the individual success. It's what, like an individual allows for another individual. Like each success paves the way for somebody else. Yes. Uh, but then he has the line, somebody please say grace so I can save face. You can just imagine that he's starting to, and have a reason to cover my face, that he's starting to tear up here thinking about his cousin and like telling his cousin that like I start to, I start to get emotional when you're not around. I even mm-hmm. made you a plate. Soul food, know how granny do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that really highlights, again, getting into like the the reason you make music to affect the people closest in your life. Well, sometimes those people aren't there, and it really makes you remember how precious that is. Yeah, that kind of does get at that dynamic, right? Like some of it feels like he's at the table with family, then other parts of it feel like he's like right there with his cousin at the jail. Yeah, but it's probably better to think of it as internal, that the whole song is Kanye at Thanksgiving or Christmas or a family reunion or whatever. And that being around those people allows him to think of his cousin the people that can't be there so he's envisioning his cousin through the glass and he's thinking about how he couldn't breed monkey bread to him there's just something really profound in that idea of not being able to do simple things like bring somebody food or just even being able to touch your cousin you know to have to look at him through the glass it's there's something really fucking sad about that but also motivating i think because if you know, you can't be with your cousin, you'll make music that can affect your cousin. It, that's just, that's so incredible. Yeah. And uh, there's this solidarity that comes in at the end. Like, if you tell me you ain't did it, you ain't did it. And if you did, then that's family business. Like, <laughs> there's something a lot of people can connect with over that. Like, yeah, especially if you're in the mob. <laughs> it does sound very mafia-like, right? <laughs> uh, but very supportive. And I... I do think it it does call back to some of the desperation that's talked about on We Don't Care and All Falls Down and Jesus Walks. 
uh, two words like, you know, you have this option or this option. And so much of college dropout is Kanye saying that there's this third option. It's Ooh. not just exist in bad circumstances or go to jail. Like there can be this option where there's community and unity and there's still support to one another when things are going on. And that's family business. I mean, again, going from the intro where we have these conversations that are happening, these and the samples bouncing around, to suddenly we have this chorus joining the end of that sample. So it's gone from it, it almost feels like this this mindset kind of wants to get to this realization he hopes to have to it being blown up to this big uh, coral. Is that the right word? <laughs> yeah, coral. Okay, coral number where. It, it suddenly feels infused the song and it it feels like it's gone from something I hope to do to something that is real, something you've actually inspired in people. And that we all can have this mindset of like, that shit doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have a, a Lexus and don't name your daughter Alexis. Like, <laughs> everything is okay. This is family business and this is for everybody standing with us come on let's take a family grammy picture abby remember when they ain't believe in me now she like see that's my cousin on tv now we getting it and we gonna make it and they gonna hate it and i'm his favorite i can't deny it i'm a straight rider but when we get together be electric sliding grandma so verse two starts then with this is family business and this is for everybody standing with us so it goes from the family that can't be with us to everybody standing with us, which kind of gives a mission statement then of the verse. Mm. And it probably is one of the things we should know about verse one. While Kanye is specific about his cousin in quotes here, it's for everybody that can't be with us. So that's supposed to be like micro that represents the macro. And same thing here as the song kind of starts to expand. Come on, let's take a family Grammy picture, <laughs> which... uh that's a kind of a cool twist in that a family Grammy picture could be like a picture with the grandmas or something or a picture with grandma, uh -huh. like grandma called Grammy, but also because Kanye's won some Grammys, like <laughs> let's all get together and take a picture with my Grammy. Yeah. But this would have been, had he won a Grammy by the time college dropout came out? Yeah. He had he won for uh blueprints and some right. songs there. That would be amazing if he was just like predicting that he would win a Grammy with this line. I mean, he predicted so much, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, half of the songs in this album, he's talking about how well the album was received and how, how rich and popular he is now. You're just like, how did you, <laughs> he knew. Uh, uh, but I, I, I love what you're saying because you know, first one, it, both verse one and verse two, he's, in the setting around his family you know he's at the dinner table with people it's just he's able to highlight the power of being around your family from verse one where he's just thinking about his cousin to verse two where you're actually with them like the verse one you're looking at him through a glass and verse two you're getting together to take a picture that's ooh, it gives me chills it's so ha it makes me so happy <laughs> and you bring in abby 
uh, one of the the first named relatives. Hmm. Uh, remember when they they ain't believe in me? Uh, now she like see that's my cousin on TV, which uh, also kind of captures the journey of the album. Kanye went from anonymity to celebrity. Hmm. Now we getting it, and we gonna make it, and they gonna hate it, and I'm his favorite. <laughs> Which I get the first three parts. Like now we get in it and we get to make it. There's something very collective about that. Like we as a family are getting it and we're going to make it and they going to hate it, which just seems other people like haters, that general thing. And I'm his favorites. The I'm his favorite still comes out of nowhere to me and leaves me a little baffled. Yeah, it's probably it's probably a very simple way to explain it. It just seems weird in context. But the fact that he's saying we, and then he says they, he says they gonna hate it, and I'm his favorite. So to go from they to his probably just highlights the broader audience versus the people you affect. So they gonna hate it. Like if you're popular, there's always gonna be people that hate you. But if you're somebody's favorite rapper, that means you are making a difference. Or maybe his refers to his cousin, and I'm his cousin in jail. You know, I'm his favorite. So who cares if they hate me? All those things are very good explanations, and I just realized what another issue might be. We're looking at the genius write-up of the lyrics, and they're notoriously bad for how they deal with quotes. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be that Abby's saying, not just, see, that's my cousin on TV, and that's her only line, but see, that's my cousin on TV, now we're going to get it, and we're going to make it, and they going to hate it, and I'm his favorite. Oh. That she's saying, like, I'm Kanye's favorite, my cousin on TV. Oh, wow. And then Kanye comes back in with, I can't deny it. I'm a straight writer. You know what? I bet that's it. That seems way more likely to me. <laughs> Ignore my entire explanation. That's definitely it. But your explanation was also very good for what we thought it might be. <laughs> but if it if it can expand to where genius doesn't, maybe there's like, liner notes that have the quote ending there yeah maybe. and i'm just gonna sound dumb with saying that that's wrong but maybe the liner note people got it wrong too now i love the line like she's you know proclaiming that her cousin's on tv he's like and i'm his favorite <laughs> yeah that seems like something a, a a cheerleading cousin would do right take that robert <laughs> i'm his favorite i never peed in the bed <laughs> um and then Kanye comes in with, I can't deny it, I'm a straight writer, which actually is a reference to Ambitions as a Writer by Tupac. And the whole thing is kind of like Tupac's manifesto as a declarations as a writer which contrasts kind of nicely with Kanye saying like, you know, I can't deny it. I'm a straight rider, but when we get together, be electric sliding. <laughs> and the contrast that Kanye has had throughout the album of himself against the classical idea of what it is to be a hip hop artist and a rapper, like Tupac's ambitions as a writer just seems so much in the vein of what people expected for so long and helped define the expectations that people had uh tupac's whole, whole persona did but kanye coming in and challenging that throughout this album and challenging that kind of music and that kind of perspective 
which he had done at times on All Falls Down in reference to Biggie, never in like a disrespectful way, mm-hmm. but just in the sense that like, hey, something new is here. Like, yeah. there can be oh, more. I'm to not it. that. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'm part of everything, right? Which right. is why I think so much of this album is Kanye concerned with showing respect to his elders but also asserting himself in the player's ball. Totally. Like he's part of it. Oh yeah, totally. And and again, like I think he does that by just being more humble. You know, he, he says he is a straight writer, which could mean, which I think just means like, you know, he's on his grind. He's somebody who's going to always out there and be working. But when we get together, we're electric sliding. Like all of a sudden it's like this playful moment. So like he knows when to work and he knows when to be of his family. And, there's crossover there because his family affects his work. It, there's a, such a beautiful flow and narrative to those lines. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And then we get grandma. <laughs> grandma, get him shook up. Oh, nah, don't open the photo book up. Just so different from Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got an Aunt Ruth that can't remember your name. No, you don't. But I bet them Polaroids will send her down memory lane. Uh, you know that one, Auntie, you don't mean to be rude, but every holiday, nobody eating her food. Uh, Genius speculated that this could be a reference to Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. Maybe, but we couldn't really pinpoint that as much as being a direct reference. Maybe, but no. <laughs> uh, what's much more of a direct reference is got roaches at the crib like them your first cousins. Act like you ain't took a bath with your cousins. Fit three in the bed. If it's six of y'all, I'm talking about three by the head and three by the leg because Ghostface Killer has a song, All That I Got Is You. And there's a part in that song where he starts describing his past. And it's very family businessy, except much darker and depressing. One twist that I really like is that in Ghostface's song, you get John John as the one that peed the bed, and Kanye has uh, the humility to say that he was the one that was peeing in the bed. Of course he was. Of course he was. He's he's too excited to sleep. He's too excited while he's sleeping to get out there and conquer the world that he pees. Right? He's just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. 
But though that never happened because this was Tere Torre. But yeah. and so it was Tere who peed the bed. <gasps> we I'm just started the, rumor the song. Now. We broke the song wide open. <laughs> well, we're gonna get a cease and desist letter next week. Yeah, right. How dare you for one, <laughs> and then how dare you for two? <laughs> so uh, following that line of uh peeing the bed it's funny that rain rain go away is the oh, song God. it plays This is where you then have the kids singing together and they sang together on We Don't Care. They sang together on two words, which were very serious in the subject matter when the choirs came in. But now you're just having kids get to be kids singing a nursery rhyme. I woke up early this morning with a new state of mind, a creative way to rhyme without using knives and guns. Keep your nose out the sky, keep your heart to God and keep your face to the rising sun. All my niggas from the shies, my and then Kanye follows that, and this kind of resonates with his 2018, where he talked about being a kid again. Well, even back to The Life of Pablo, where he said 38-year-old, 8-year-old. In 2018, he talked about the simulation and how you know kids have this creative freedom and society starts to tell them no. Like, you can't do that. You can't say that. Get down off the table. You're not a superhero. And that we all have to become kids again. And kind of rediscover that creativity and that passion and the lack of restraints and the lack of tied down thinking that we start Mm -hmm. to develop. So to go from these children singing and all the children say to Kanye having this breakthrough at the start of verse three, I woke up this early this morning with a new state of mind, a creative way to rhyme without using knives and guns. And especially following like the rain going away and the sun coming out, there's something really cool about that. Again, I think building on the progression of kids being used on the college dropout as a long, long build up to verse three, which we can, I think, view as the final verse of the entire album. If we're looking at Last Cause, more of a epilogue or a prologue that appears at the end of the album almost like this is it like Connie's building up to this point. And it's this creative way to rhyme without using knives and guns. You know, this message he's finally getting through to these kids that are appearing on the song. It's really beautiful. Yeah. And that once again shows how how much this album was concerned with making music and what it means to make music and what the style of making music is, which Mm -hmm. is what we saw in that middle portion of Get Em High, New Workout Plan, Slow Jams, and Breathe In, Breathe Out where he's just figuring out like can i make this music no (laughs) this music no he was trying to do what everybody else did and now he finally after school spirit two words and through the wire has this new state of mind a creative way to rhyme 
to the rising sun. All my niggas from the shies, my family dog. And my niggas ain't my guys, they my family dog. I feel like one day you'll understand me, dog. You can still love your man and be manly, dog. You ain't gotta get And this is kind of the broadest application of the term family business and shows how collective Kanye's being. That it's not just, you know, my cousins, my aunts, my uncle, all that, like the blood family, that traditional sense of family. He's now expanded it once he's woke up this morning with this new state of mind to being that my family is everybody from Chicago and my friends and everybody around me that I consider so close. They aren't just like my guys. They're my family, too. And family business then starts to become much more inclusive and much more on that societal level that we are seeing with a song like Two Words. I would even say Kanye probably expands it to, he says, my people from the shy, you know, that could specifically mean his guys, his friends, but that could just mean the people of shy. It could just mean anybody who's inspired by his music. You know, they're kind of part of the family. They're they're who he makes music for. Mm -hmm. I consider myself. Being in Chicago, part of that family. <laughs> you lucky bastard. <laughs> uh, I feel like one day you'll understand me, dog. Which, that seems kind of big too. Like, oh, I know people might not understand me right now, but one day. Uh, you can still love your man and be manly, dog. Nice. Kanye just showing, again, like a contrast to maybe some classic uh, mentalities in hip-hop. And just saying like, yeah... You can be manly and still like love your friends and love your family and like show that care and affection. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And uh, gets at the interview he did early in his career where I think it was with MTV. I'm not positive, but he basically it was, was it okay with like on MTV. Yeah. On MTV. Um, he talked about homophobia and how you're pressured to be homophobic and use the word gay as a derogatory term and you know how he had a huge turnaround with that so see that playing right into this yeah, he was uh, ahead of the curve on that i love when people that hate kanye discover that interview i see it on like twitter every now and then people are just like oh you know i have more respect for kanye than i thought i would <laughs> like yeah that seems to be the case when anybody looks into kanye more than the headlines yeah, yeah. You ain't gotta get heated at every house warming. Sitting here grilling people like George Foreman. My Uncle Ray and Aunt Sheila always performing. Second she storm out, then he storming. Y'all gonna sit down, have a good time this reunion. And drink some wine like communion. And act like everything fine. And if it isn't, we ain't letting everybody in our family business. Uh. This is, again, specific, like Uncle Ray and Aunt Sheila, but also gets more at the collective that Kanye was just talking about. That's more metaphoric for just people in the culture. Like, why do we have to have uh, these people that should be close, like performing and having this like fight that's so dramatic? Like, you don't have to do that. Like, everybody just sit down and have a good time. It's almost, again, a, a call for unity in the community. Yeah. And the progression, again, of those lines is pretty great. I don't know. It feels pretty similar to me to the, the grand journey he's gone on and how you see these problems and how you solve those problems, like how the words you use can affect people. And he's applying this very broad societal situation to just like solving a family problem. Again, thinking of this as the last verse of the entire album and thinking about how important every song, last song is on every Kanye album. 
there's something very conclusive about it. Like it feels like the entire grand journey kind has been going on this whole time. It's been building up to this tiny moment where he can get his family to stop fighting and just be with each other. Just connect. It's funny seeing uh, the approaches too. like you're talking about if this whole album is kind of building up to this moment where Kanye calls for peace like not just peace in his family, not just peace amongst like friends, but peace amongst people in hip hop, in music, in the world. It reminds me of most Def and Talib Kweli with their Black Star album. Like the goal of that album was to speak on the current state of the culture, especially following what went down with Tupac and Biggie and just all the violence that was raging on and all the territorialness like so much of what they were hoping to accomplish is to reset everything and say like, yo, we all need to remember like what we share in common and that we're in this together and that there are greater problems around us that we need to be concerned about rather than like the petty stuff going on between us. Mm -hmm. Like that shit doesn't matter. And you see them address it in a more straightforward way. And very like upfront and it's just interesting to see how Kanye kind of has a similar concept in mind, but kind of builds to it over the course of this whole album and then how he frames it maybe less impactful (laughs) just because, you know, how many people are putting two and two together that this isn't Kanye actually telling a story about his family, but is speaking on the state of rap and hip hop and feuds and violence in hip hop and saying like, yo, there's a new way of doing this and kind of putting forth this uh, this utopian idea. But it's cool that he's in a similar mindset and really epic that the album builds to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of been kind of his curse his whole career is that he doesn't talk as specifically about things that I think traditionally hip hop has, like telling these very personal stories. And I don't want to say straightforward because that is probably reductive, but in a much more straightforward way, Kanye has this kind of roundabout metaphorical way of talking about everything. And I mean, case in point here, this isn't his real family. So obviously this story is meant to have some sort of different impact that applies to the larger meaning of the album. Right. And he's such an artist that he wants to couch everything in art. Yeah. The same way that somebody might do in a movie, right? Like, Oh, I want to, I want to comment on this thing in society, but I'm going to use the story of, Daniel Plainview in There Will Be Blood to talk about greed in American culture. And some people might just view it as like, oh, that guy was greedy. Not like this is a critique of yeah, capitalism. the rise, yeah, rise of capitalism in America. Then <laughs> um, Kanye kind of suffers from that same artistic desire. And it's something that years from now people will appreciate more as this kind of analysis and deconstruction gets put forth and more people start to frame the songs in this way. But as of right now, it's not having the same impact and real fast, the, and drink some wine, like communion recalls again, real friends and people like to kind of point out similarities, how we did at the beginning, just the contrast between man, how innocent family business was. And then how, uh experienced in terms of the way of like loss of innocence real Mm -hmm. friends is and having the lines uh switched up the number i can't be bothered i cannot blame you for having an angle i ain't got no issues i'm just doing my thing hope you're doing your thing too i'm a deadbeat cousin 
which automatically recalls family business, I hate family reunions. Fuck the church up by drinking at the communion. Spill in free wine, now my tux is ruined. So the cousin, the reunions, and then communion all kind of call back to family business, especially and drink some wine like communion. Except Kanye at this point just fucks everything up when he drinks wine. (laughs) Yeah, that's the other beautiful part of Real Friends and really all of later Kanye is how often he recognizes his own faults of every shitty situation he's in, which again is why so many people I think connect with college dropout and how joyous something like family business is like everyone around you is great and it makes you great. And then on real friends, it's everyone around you is not everyone, but a lot of people around you are shitty and use you, but it's because, you know, you were a certain way for a while and maybe you weren't the best cousin to your cousin. And maybe there are things you could have done to make this situation better. They just both carried those different tones. And I love how Kanye either holds himself accountable or allows him to be part of the joy that is part of family business. Yeah. He's not dividing himself out, right? Like I brought the joy and like you weren't, (laughs) you weren't thankful or like you're all being a dick to me what did i do like he straight up says i guess i get what i deserve don't i like word on the streets is they ain't heard from them like yeah yeah and even a family business like there's no real touting of the ego when he's on tv it's not like oh look i'm on tv it's that his cousin's excited about it and his cousin suddenly feels like she can do something more with her life ah (laughs) ah his discography so is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to so scream happy. it constantly. <laughs> Let's go to Coachella. Let's run up on stage during somebody's set and be like, Kanye has the best discography of all time. Let's do it during Kanye's set. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> He's like, get this man at it. Wait. Okay. You can stay. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. Go ahead and take a seat right there. I just did you see the picture that they were putting uh, speakers into the hillside at Coachella? That's I'm not sure the world's ready for what's about to happen. No, but I just imagine them like putting us onto the speakers in the hill and then turning up the bass. (laughs) Yeah, go sit over there. Like yeah, hitting one note and we go flying into the distance (laughs) like it's a cartoon. You know what? If I'm gonna go, that's the way to do it. Right, holding hands supermaning through the air until we inevitably <laughs> crash down yep murdered like a by Kanye west <laughs> yeah uh okay uh so drink some wine like communion and act like everything fine and if it isn't we ain't letting everybody in our family business which if you're looking at this again like it's the music industry we need to as an industry stop airing out all this shit that goes on and having all these feuds we know kanye stands on diss tracks is that he's he's never made one and that he doesn't believe in doing that kind of thing he just wants everybody to kind of like bury the hatchet get along and this is it right there like if you're not just stop it like we're not letting everybody into our family business like we're family here and again, I'm part of that family. <laughs> yeah, very much. Remember. <laughs> Remember I am. And then you have the the chorus kind of come in and reinforce this. Uh, but then you get a bit of a, a repetition then of all these things. Oh, 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 
On the outro, you know, that CLK Mercedes Benz, a whole lot of money, mommy and daddy, will you please stop fighting? They're all spoken by this kid. And it reminds me of Ye and how the entire journey of Ye is kind of starting in this dark place, like losing control of himself slowly and then kind of getting back to his roots. And as he describes it, being born again, becoming a child again and remembering all the important things, all the things that are important to you as a child. And that's what we're seeing here in the outro is you have all these things, all these things, all these things, like all these pressures you have, and you have these very, these very innocent looks at life. You know, the kid sees the bends, he sees the money and you know, those things have an impact you when you're little, but also mommy and daddy, will you please stop fighting? Like it almost makes those material things like, less important like they don't they carry a different weight than mommy and daddy will you please stop fighting let's get stevie out of jail that's how the album ends is this kid who sees all these pressures to uh have money and cars someday also just wants his family to get along and wants his cousin to be home and thinking about yay and how connie went on that journey to becoming a kid like it almost feels like that's what's being said here in the outro you know all those temptations connie's had his entire career everything that he thought about at the beginning of the album of achieving in the dark, the shallow places he went to on breathe and breathe out and new workout plan and slow jams. None of that matters because he's with his family now and he just wants mommy and daddy to stop fighting and he wants to get his cousin home to Christmas dinner. Those are the things that really matter. Yeah. And those are the things that both people in society should be caring about. Like, you know, kids look and see these things, but what they care about is like you not fighting, like your cousin coming home, like family stuff, the real stuff that matters. And that's something that you, if you're an adult person, should be aware of looking at the people around you that depend on you or you as a young person that's coming up. These are the things that you should look out for and be concerned with yourself while also then applying it to the music industry. We as hip hop artists need to stop focusing or we as musicians need to stop mm-hmm. focusing on like the superficial bullshits of like the bends and a whole lot of money. And we need to focus on the things that matters, like setting this good example, not fighting, like getting people out of jail, making these positive moves in the culture rather than these selfish, just materialistic things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all pretty 
nifty lead into last call, which is Kanye's journey. Uh, again, it's kind of like a prologue, but it's Kanye's journey to getting to the very beginning of college dropout where he will embark in this journey to finally make changes. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier with like last call feeling more like a, a prologue at the end mm -hmm. or like an epilogue that kind of gives you the prologue. Yeah. It's something, but I really do like thinking about it in that way because it is the last song, but it seems outside of the story right. itself because so much of the song is outside of the story. Yeah. It makes me think of Ultra Light Beam and how that at one point that was supposed to be at the end of the album. And to me, Ultra Light Beam kind of surveys the landscape and, and looks at this world Connie wants to live in. And it makes sense to put it at the beginning of the album, but I can also see it fitting at the end where it describes the journey he's been on and the place he's gotten to. They work in both situations, weirdly enough. <sighs> this is getting me hyped to talk about Last Call. Oh my God, I'm so excited to talk about Last Call. Mm. We're going to have a beer when we talk about it. Yes. <laughs> it's Last Call, man. You have to. <laughs> some beers, uh, some champagne. Jay-Z, Clazy, they'll all be there. We'll have everybody around. It's going to be a bash. <laughs> uh, but for now, I think family business, we've done it. This is everything you need to possibly know about the song. Some would say too much. No, too much to know about family that. business. <laughs> Only fools. Only but, the one-star reviews on iTunes. Yeah. They always hurt. <laughs> they always hurt. But thank you all so much for listening. We uh, we appreciate your time and attention. Absolutely. And if you have any questions, you can feel free to hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at Kanye Podcast. Or uh, I don't know, continue to support us by listening to podcast episodes. That goes a long way. Giving us a review on iTunes. And then we have plenty of other ways you can uh, get involved. Yep. All in the show notes. Yep. And till next time, which will be what? The St. Pablo episode or last call episode? Last call. I'm trying to think of well, the next thought analysis. Yeah, will be last call. All right. We'll see you then. And then that's followed by St. Pablo. And at that point, we will have done the entirety of Kanye's main discography. Mm, yeah and then we have some new plans but you know we'll save it for when we get to that moment yeah a rainy day <laughs> uh, but until then stay wavy keep it loopy and i am and they ask me they ask me they ask me i tell them raise your glasses your glasses your glasses to the sky this is the last call for alcohol for the So get your ass up off the wall. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.